welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I am so happy that you are here with me. This is for the week of December 29th. Can you believe that the year is almost over? Oh my goodness. I hope everyone had a very happy holiday season. I hope that you have a safe and happy new year. And I'm so excited to talk to you today about our recent experience at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland Resort. This was our first time going and I had watched so many videos and had read so many things about it that I really felt like I knew what to expect. And then when I got there, it was really different than what we thought. So let's talk about that and all the great things that we did. So first, let me explain why we had not gone sooner. So much like I think just about everyone else who isn't a diehard either Disneyland resort where I need to be there on opening day of something so epic or a diehard Star Wars fan who just had to see this right out of the gate, I wanted to wait till the crowds died down because I really anticipated it to be prohibitively crowded and I didn't want to take away from the experience like I think I've said this in another episode I am a huge fan of all things Disney but I don't have that burning desire to be there when an attraction or a land or something opens for the first time I completely respect and do envy people who have that desire and will you know, endure those crowds and all of that to make it happen. Like, I think that's a very special thing for them. And I do love hearing about it. I'm just not one of those people. I haven't been driven to do that quite yet. And this was no exception. I anticipated it to be super crowded. I anticipated the wait times for anything that we may want to do to be a little overwhelming. And it just... To me, I wanted to make sure that when we went to this, that we got the most out of it. And I felt the best way would be after the crowds died down or the buzz died down. And we did the same thing with Pixar Pier and we've done the same thing with other things and it really works for us. And this was truly no exception. This was a good decision and I'm really glad we did it this way. Um, so when we first entered into Galaxy's Edge the first time, so we went in the daytime we, and then we went again at night on purpose to see the difference between the two. But in the daytime, we went on the side near uh, Big Thunder Railroad. And that was a um, very quick entrance into Galaxy's Edge. Like it quickly transitions from that, um, you know, frontier land theming right into the Star Wars uh, Planet Batu type theming like through a tunnel and you you walk to the other side of the tunnel and you're right there into Batu, and then all of a sudden it's like nothing else exists behind you you've completely landed on this planet and the theming there is as spectacular as you've probably heard if you've not seen it yet it very much feels like you are on a deteriorating yet abandoned planet. The buildings are 
you know, like weathered looking. They're made of stone. They have smooth edges and domes. Um, I have recently seen a, um, episode of Imagineering that talks about the marketplace in Batu and how they had seen this marketplace in Turkey and they wanted to kind of have that same feel. And boy, they really did accomplish that. I mean, I could feel like you were in a different country. That's how it kind of felt like when I was there, not having seen their inspiration yet. And then after seeing that Imagineering episode, I I can see how they really drew their inspiration and brought it to life there in Disneyland. And like I said, the the buildings look weathered, like they're you know discolored. They have cracks in some of the spots. Some of the stone has worn away. Um, and it was a rainy, drizzly day there when we were at the park, which just added to the whole experience. It looked very cold and deserted, and it just made that land come to life even more. And the as you walk around the land, there's so much to take in and see. There's so many vessels. There's, you know, battleships and droids and a garage where someone's working on a battleship and the parts and the machinery that goes with that. And there's, you know, lots of shopping options, not even talking about the actual marketplace yet, just like the different shops along the way. And there's carts that are selling food, but not like churros and pretzels. They're selling offerings that are themed to the whole Star Wars feeling. Um, They have very unique offerings there. And if you haven't watched any uh, YouTube episodes or read any reviews, I would recommend that you do that because the food is very, very unique. We did not take advantage of any food offerings because we, um, at the times that we went into that land, it was either right before we had lunch plans or right after dinner. So we weren't quite ready for any food. Plus, because of the reviews and the videos that I had seen, I knew that the offerings were just too unique for my daughter. She wouldn't really find anything that she would enjoy. But lots of people do enjoy this stuff, so I'm not trying to discourage that. I would highly recommend you, you look into that. Of course, you can see all the menu options on Disney's website or the app. At any rate, the carts and the the souvenir cups that you could get like there was a um a cart that had like really unique souvenirs like really unique cups just in general everything is so well themed then you can see the millennium falcon which is the only attraction there and we did not go on and will probably never go on because it's simulation and that's not really something we do well with. It kind of makes my family a little nauseous, but you can see it from the outside and really like get some great pictures. And then there's buildings behind it. So it's already a pretty large ship. And then it just to put to scale all these, you know, buildings around it. And then there's rock formations behind and around that. There's mature landscaping. Um, The whole thing is done so well that you really don't see, for the most part, any part of the rest of Disneyland Resort because it is in the back of the property. So it kind of is in its own little spot, which is perfect. 
The garbage cans are uniquely themed. The merchandise is, of course, your traditional type merchandise, but then there's a whole bunch of other things that you can purchase that is very Star Wars theme and wouldn't be like in your, if you walked into a Walmart or a Target and you were in the Star Wars section, you're probably not going to find those same type of offerings or merchandise there because at Disneyland, they're very unique and specific to the movies and they're not just your main characters of, you know, like Luke Skywalker or the Stormtroopers or Yoda or any of that. They're also, I mean, those things are there, of course, but there's also additional characters and additional creatures that are within the movie. So it's just really getting yourself immersed into that whole Star Wars feeling and the movies and just everything around you. Um, And there are stormtroopers walking around and just a word to the wise, they will interact with you, um, interrogate, um, say something. Uh, They're not there to be your friend. They're not Mickey Mouse. We're going to come up and give you a hug or anything. They're, you know, more like patrolling. So just something to keep in mind. Um, The cast members' costumes are so appropriate for the theme. They're, (laughs) as funny as this is going to sound, they're more modern than what you might find in the other parts of the park, yet they fit appropriately for the theming. And there's so many levels. Like, it's not just a flat land. It's, It's different levels. There's different heights of you walk upstairs, you can walk down paths or ramps. Um, The stones are high, they're low, the buildings are short, they're tall, the battleships are small, they're ginormous. It's just really so much dimension and texture and like feeling of being truly in a different place. Um, like I said, we we didn't go on an attraction, so we really had the luxury of just walking around and taking it all in and really seeing the different spots and photo opportunities. And there's like a bust of Luke Skywalker and just like all the special, unique Star Wars touches. It was really a tremendous experience. And then after we walked around for a little bit, then we went and found the place where we were going to make the droids, which is called Droid Depot, by the way. And you can make a reservation up to 30 days in advance, uh, which I highly recommend. And it's what I did because just my husband and daughter were going to make the droids, but I wanted to make sure we got a reservation. And I specifically did it at 1030 in the morning because I figured after we uh, made the droids, we would then take our break um, for lunch and then leave the park and we could drop off the droids at the hotel because I knew they were kind of bulky and I didn't want to have to carry them around. So just keep that in mind if you can kind of organize it that way to help you out. So again, it was my husband and daughter who were going to each make a droid. And so you walk in, you check in, and you go up to the counter to pay, and it's $99 per droid. And they ask you right away, do you want an R, like for an R2-D2, 
type of droid or do you want a B droid, like a BB-8? And so both my husband and daughter picked the R droid. So they gave each one a basket and it had like a little, on the uh, bottom of the basket, it had like a diagram of the parts that you needed to pick out. And there was like four major parts. So we went over to the conveyor belt that is just slowly passing continuously. It reminded me of like luggage in the airport. You know, you can see a whole bunch of things and then it, it kind of goes to the back of, you know, in a back room and comes back around. And there's just all these different colored parts that were mixed in from the BB-8 type droids and the R2-D2 type droids. Um, they were all intermixed. Your basket that they gave you was the distinction of what kind of parts you needed to find. And of these major parts that you could pick up, like the legs and the body and the head, they had different shapes and different colors and you could mix match your colors. Like if you wanted orange and red and black or all black or all blue or blue and white, if you wanted it to look just like R2-D2 or if you wanted it to look just like BB-8, you could find all those parts or you can customize it however you want. And both my husband and daughter, they kind of picked and choose. Like they'd get their parts and they would look at them like, oh, I think I want this piece to be a different color. And um, oh, I think I like the square head opposed to a round head. And oh, I like this like see-through head. Oh no, I think I like this more solid head. So they were really trying to come up with their perfect color and shape of the head to make their perfect droid and it was it was fun because there were a lot of pieces coming by very slowly so you could grab what you needed and they exchanged theirs a couple of times just to find that right uh mix for them so after you pick your parts then you turn around and kind of wait for a moment which we didn't wait, but maybe a minute until there's an open spot for you to go and assemble your droid. And I needed obviously two spots side by side. And that took us like a, like I said, like a minute. We found these two spots at the end. They put their pieces down. Someone comes over and kind of explains, okay, here's some pieces you need in the middle. Here's the screwdriver. Go ahead and put your uh, droid together. And there's some diagrams there at the station. So you kind of get an idea. So they start putting their droids together and then in between both of them, there was these compartments that had some of the added pieces like um, like the equivalent of like buttons and gadgets that would be in the chest of their droid. And you can also customize those colors. So just like additional pieces to add to your droid. So they put their droid together. We thought we were done and a cast member came over and said, okay, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is that you're almost done with your droid. The bad news is you put the legs on backwards. <laughs> so they had to reverse the screwdriver so it'd go backwards. They undid their legs, flipped them around and put them back together. So then once that was done, then the cast member comes back over. You can push a button to call them over, but they're actually paying very close attention to what's going on. So the cast member comes back over and uh, first they worked with my husband because he was done first and you know they go through the whole um, you know they make sure all the parts are on and everything's done right and you have everything that you need and then they show you the remote control and how it works and they put the droid on a activation where um, you put it like in this little box and then you push the activate button and then it's like this um, it just reminds you of like you're building your own robot like the lights go from you 
like there's a light and then a second light and then a third light is like building up and getting closer to your droid and then your droid starts moving and its head starts moving and then it's it's activated and they put it on your station and they teach you the remote control and how to make it move forward and backward and move its head and then they have you practice and it's like you've completed this wonderful masterpiece this robot that you made yourself so he got his little tutorial on how to do it then my daughter got hers and then um, they put them in a box and those two um, my husband and daughter were so excited to have their special little droids that they just made and then they put them in a box and they tell us a little bit about them how to turn them on and off and all that good stuff and then we uh, <laughs> we walked out by um, when you walk out of there you go through a, a store that has ready-made droids but I can just tell you that that is not as exciting as it was for them they had so much fun picking out their very own unique droid parts and making that droid and watching it come to life and knowing that they made something special for themselves and I felt that hundred dollars per person was so worth it opposed to just buying one off the shelf it just wouldn't have that same magic for them so we put the droids in the box or they did we walked around just a little bit more in galaxy's edge and then we went to grab something to eat and then we went back to the hotel where the droids came out of their boxes and were running around the hotel room learning how to make their heads spin and going back and forward and and just like playing with them for just a little bit. So later that evening we went back into Galaxy's Edge but this time we entered uh, back towards the uh, Critter Country past Splash Mountain. So you walk past Splash Mountain and then straight ahead is the Hungry Bear restaurant and there's a pathway um, instead of taking the stairs up to the restaurant, you kind of go down and that's where like there's restrooms down there and there's a pathway now that extends out through um, and over to Galaxy's Edge. And that is a really unique entrance and I highly recommend you checking that out as well because you are really exiting Disneyland as you know it and you're walking through this new path that's through this mature landscaping and then you're coming like through the backside of Galaxy's Edge and again it was at night and so as you're approaching it you start to see and feel the um, immersion of the planet Batu, and you can see the lighting and all that architecture I talked about earlier and it's just a really cool experience that maybe you wouldn't have gone that far back when you went the other way um, just because of the distractions that would take you in different ways and different paths and different uh, around different buildings and stuff and so this was like a different experience as well so highly recommend you go from both sides but don't miss that part that comes in uh, back by Critter Country. So as we walked through um, that section and we took in some more sites and we took more pictures and saw more of that landscaping and the architecture and the buildings and all the things I mentioned before, it was just so beautiful at night. It has like a bluish purple hue to it and I kind of feel like it's backlit like it's coming up from underneath and just like illuminating the tops of the the buildings and the rock formations and it 
really makes you feel like you're out in like this dark galaxy and then this you're on this uh, planet that's kind of lit up around it. It's very, very pretty. And it's all those same things that you can see during the day. It just has a different feel at night. And again, it was raining and a, like a little drizzly. So it just added to that atmosphere. It was it was wonderful. Um, and this time when we went into Galaxy's Edge, we found the marketplace and we spent a lot of time going through the marketplace. It had a lot of the same merchandise that I referenced earlier, but it's the way it was laid out that made it so unique. And there were there were more things and more elaborate items. So um, in that uh, marketplace inspiration that they took from Turkey and like built in galaxy's edge it did really feel like there were a bunch of different vendors like you were not just in a disneyland or a disney shopping area rather you were in a marketplace with a bunch of different unique vendors because each of the shops were different sizes and layouts and they had different types of merchandise from like stuffed animal creatures to you know action figures to elaborate costumes like not halloween type costumes but but rather really solid quality costumes. In fact, there was this one shop that had this big life-size model wearing this black robe cloak thing. And I thought, ooh, that is really cool. And I happened to, I was, I was admiring the mannequin. And then I looked to my right and there was this gentleman who was like around 65 and he was trying on one of his own. And I, I want to say this, cloak was like $300 or something. And he was trying one on and he was like lighting up like a little kid. He was so excited to have this. It was so much fun to watch and he purchased it. And um, I'm I'm believing that right now as I am recording this, he is sitting around somewhere in that robe, really enjoying it. But it was, it's those kinds of things that you get from like affordable options to very elaborate options and the same type of unique characters, not just all the main characters, although you can find lots of those mainstream character type merchandise items. There's backpacks and hats and shirts and figurines and lightsabers and coffee mugs and all the typical Disney merchandise and then unique items. Um, at one point when we were walking through, there was these cast members that were holding this creature that they kind of treated like it was their pet. And when you walked up to it, they could make it move and it like interacted with us. And it was kind of cute. Um, it just made it more than just a stuffed animal. And then we saw that very item in the marketplace. And it, it just was a very um, interactive experience. And the marketplace is covered for the most part. It has like burlap sack kind of um, awning. So like the rain could seep in a little bit, which kind of added to the atmosphere. And it, um, it it made like I imagine like it it shaded you from the you know the sun during the day and it did block us from the rain a little bit at night but yet you still got that sky up there and you still got the coloring so it was like an indoor outdoor type of experience it was really a great marketplace and so I definitely recommend you build in some time to experience that as part of one of the main attractions. Um, within Galaxy's Edge that's not an actual ride. 
So I would say overall, we had a really great experience at Galaxy's Edge. It was everything that we would hope for and more. It was very nice theming um, because we didn't go on any attractions. And honestly, I'm not sure that we will. Um, like I said, we're not simulation ride fans. And I know that Smuggler's Run is simulation. And the Rise of the Resistance, from what I can see, has some simulation parts to it that, you know, that's kind of, mm, I'm not sure about that yet. I have to wait and see and watch more videos and get some more um, reviews from people. But um, it, it it's a wonderful land for us to um, experience and to walk through and to enjoy. And the next time I go, I do want to get something to eat there so we can experience that. And I am going to get one of those cute little coca-cola bottles that look like bb8 but um it isn't probably going to be something that we go for the attractions um just as much as the experience and i highly recommend making a droid um i'm sure people who are more lightsaber fans would enjoy making a lightsaber that's just not something that we would use once we left the park where the droid is something that you can play with um just because of that it's a remote control droid and it's a little bit a little more practical um, when compared to the lightsaber um, and a little more affordable. So it was more of a luxury, but yet it had some practicality to it. So it just worked better for us. But I would highly recommend Galaxy's Edge. If you think you would enjoy those two attractions, highly recommend you give that a shot. I'm hearing wonderful things about both. Disney World has already opened up Rise of the Resistance and I'm hearing nothing but great things about that. And then of course I had already heard things about Smuggler's Run was really fun depending on where you are in the, um, where you get to sit in the ship. Meaning people who are the pilot seem to have a little bit more fun than people who are not. But still, it's a very popular ride. Well, that's my review of Galaxy's Edge. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion as always. I absolutely enjoy talking to you about all things Disneyland. I certainly enjoyed Galaxy's Edge. I think you will as well if you haven't had a chance to visit. I hope you get to very soon. You may want to wait until, I think it's January 20th, when the Rise of the Resistance opens up at Disneyland Resort. Um, that will just add to the overall experience. So if you have any questions about anything I talked about today or anything that I didn't talk about, please feel free to reach out to me at questions at DisneylandDevoted.com. Until next week, I hope you all have a magical new year, a safe new year, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.